0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we're going to hear about some goals, literally. As we asked friends on Facebook, do you have a specific goal you're currently working towards, and are you using any specific strategies to make progress? The question came from a 50-second message from Zig Ziggler that you need to hear right now.
1: Do you have a reason? You see, a goals program will move you from survival, and some people who see this will be in a survival mode, to stability. Then it'll move you from stability to success and from success to significance. As you set your goals, a light goes on in your future. Hey, I see something there. With a game plan for life, you become more confident and focused on what it is, That you really want.
0: So, did you hear what Zig said about the purpose of goals? He said, Goals move us from survival to stability, stability to success, success to significance. So where would you say you are in those terms right there? If you want to progress, then this show will help. Michelle Prince and I talk through some of the goals shared by listeners, and I bet you'll relate to some. Thanks to our sponsors who helped bring you this show today. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table, and then I like tasting them and learning the nuances So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right, folks, let's talk through some goals. Well, from the clip there from Zig talking about goals and the purpose of goals, we just wanted to hear from some folks on what goals they're going after. And we got some really great responses. Some people shared some of the challenges they're going through with it, or maybe a tool that they're using. So it's just a great view for us all to see what, uh, what our fellow peers here on the Ziggler Show are going through. Uh, I'm ready if you're ready, Michelle.
1: I'm ready. Let's do it. All
0: right. Well, Ryan says, uh, I like this. He says, it's not huge, but my goal before December 31st is to have at least my first sale on Amazon. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So
1: learning how to do that. That's great.
0: I just appreciate the excitement of that. I know it's, I I, I understand what he says. That doesn't sound that big, but man, that to have done, we know that what it took for him to make that first sale was so much. I have another business that we're just getting ready to launch and day one we're gonna launch it. And it, I don't know if it'll sound like the hallelujah chorus to everyone else like it will to us, but we know the gigantic amount of work that so many goals have helped us to. So Ryan obviously has pursued the steps on a lot of goals to get to that point and make the first sale. Hey the first sale, gosh you know that Michelle I mean have you did you ever do the thing where you saved the first dollar from something? First check <laughs> yeah. or something? I have to
1: think- about that, I'm sure I did. Yeah. But you know what I was going to say is, what I love about that goal is it's one that you can build on, and that's the whole point of, of goal setting. It's it's setting you know, smaller goals that, that can lead to bigger goals and smaller chunks. So he's doing it absolutely right. So yeah, I love
0: it. Absolutely. Uh, Andy says, I am current, this is really interesting. I'm currently working on a book based on Matthew in the Bible, Matthew 25, 14. It's addressing the fact that God does hold a high priority on our work purpose and calling in this life. It will show people that God is not just interested in a spiritual growth and increase, but also in work, work life, uh, financial and our purpose, calling and our increase. My method is to write a little every day and to start sharing some of my thoughts on my fan page. I also use uh, podcasts like this one and listen to Les Brown to Stay Motivated. Uh, well, great. Hey, that's up your alley writing. Of course, I know that, uh, I, you know, it's interesting from a goal standpoint on writing, do you normally see people have better success in that a little bit every day or setting out, you know, a chunk on a day?
1: Yes, absolutely. You have to set goals in that respect because you can't just have a whole book done in one sitting. It's, it's small little chunks and those, and that's how you make it manageable. And sometimes that can that can go really, really quick. Sometimes that may take a long time. Some people write a book one blog post at a time. But it's it's whatever works for you, but to do them in small chunks. And I have to say to to the person who's writing this book on Matthew twenty-five, fourteen. I love the mm-hmm. idea. I love the concept. That is a book I will definitely be reading. So please uh, get that goal done so that we can all benefit from it.
0: <laughs> I, I thought the exact same thing. So there you go, Andy. We want to know when we can take a look at that book. Um, I do have a question for you though, and Michelle, and we can use the aspect of writing a book, but I know that sometimes in different endeavors, we're so focused on, we've got a goal here and we're working on something and we finish it. And then we realize, oh my gosh, now I've got these other... Steps sometimes there are aligning steps that need to be happening on the side. So if somebody's writing a book, obviously they desire to sell the book. What are some things aside from the actual manuscript that they should be having some goals on and setting and doing on the on the side?
1: Well, one of the things I always suggest is get started on your cover because it has two purposes. Number one, when you can visualize what you're working so hard towards and you can see the cover and you can, you know just see that it's coming to life, it it motivates you. That's so exciting. I hear authors all the time say that when they saw the cover, they're like, wow, this is real. (laughs) Uh, But the second reason it's important to get that going, because you don't have to have the book complete in order to do the cover. And as long as you're working on the manuscript, you can actually start showing that cover and pre-selling the book, start gaining buzz about the book, getting people, you know, look for the book in next quarter or early first part of the year. But so the to have that cover helps other people to visualize it as well. And then that that serves the second purpose.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I uh and people do judge a book by its cover. They Uh,
1: really, really do. (laughs) Really,
0: really, really, really do. All right. Well Steve here says, um uh I am growing my career as a platform speaker with a goal to positively impact and influence a hundred and he has MM is that million a hundred mm, I don't know. That's a that's just, sounds like a know. lot. Hundred, uh, but he says a, a lot. Let's say a lot of Hispanics globally, so that we can all contribute to society at a much higher level. To expedite this process, I have formed a joint venture with a health and wellness company that's producing a series of conferences to teach Hispanic audiences about health, wellness, nutrition, fitness, etc. With their muscle and ability to gather the audiences together with my message of hope and immediately uh, doable strategies, it's my objective to reach, yeah, 1.1 1, 1. 1 to 3 million in, uh, uh, that's what he must have been, 1 to 3 million in 2018, 5 to 7 million in 2019, 10 to 15 million in 2020, and exponentially from there. I think he did mean 100 million uh, for real. Well, hey, he gets, he wins for the 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 hag, what is that? Big hairy audacious goal?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, though, with anything, it's it's. I hear the passion in in just what you just read, and so if you have that passion, there's you know that that's going to give you the motivation to go after that. And there's so many ways to impact those numbers. So for the fact that he's going out and doing the platform speaking, that's an e- the easiest way to do it, truthfully, because you can have you know, thousands of people in an audience over and over and over again, but then also having the book, you can impact people that same way. You can impact them through an audio, a podcast, a blog. So hopefully those are all pieces of the puzzle of how he's going to do it. But I say, I say, go for it. And it sounds like it's, it's content that people desperately need.
0: Okay. Well, I I can shamelessly plug you because, you know, well, I host the show, so I can do that. And on that, I mean, your one of your topics is your book is a book is your best business card. And yeah, Steve, for what you're doing, if that's not in the works, I would strongly, uh, look at that, whether you do that with Michelle or not. Of course you can do that. And everybody of course knows beach bound by the sea.com book bound. I said beach bound. <laughs> it's at the beach. <laughs> the beach. Come beach on. Though. It's beach bound by the book. Um, book bound by the sea at the beach Captiva Island. Yes. Uh, well, you know, but with that, Steve, that's, that's a big deal. Um, and I, but I like in your, in what he shared here, the joint venturing with somebody who fulfilled another need there. That is so killer. Talk about goals. You can't do better for accountability than that, but also just being aware. I mean, we, we can't fill every, every, we can't wear every hat in these endeavors. And I think that's one that sometimes we look for who can we hire or who can we get to to help us, who we can get to mentor us. But I think, I don't think our first wrong thought is, is there somebody I can literally partner with? And yet I have seen people so dramatically accelerate the opportunity and the growth by aligning with somebody in a true partnership. I, I think that's just one of those that doesn't get thought of as much and yet it can be so powerful.
1: I totally agree, Kevin. And, you know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we, we all want to have a unique idea because, you know, we're passionate about what we're starting to do and we want it to be unique. But why create, recreate the wheel? Meaning if somebody is already impacting the same audience that you're trying to impact, then how can you align and strategize and come together and make an even bigger impact? Uh, I think it's a great idea, but you're right. It is very overlooked uh, but it's probably one of the fastest ways to grow a business is is through partnerships, yeah. And joint ventures,
0: yeah, it is. Well, really, really powerful. Well, the next one is from Joe. He says to finish my his goal is to finish my book, uh, Real Leadership, and he spelled it R E E L. Uh, he says, I'm using, he's, and, and I'll get to that in a second. He says, I'm using Scrivener to work on the book. Well, we're going to talk about books, the whole thing. We'll just call this the book show, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I love it. In honor of you, I know. He says, I'm using Scrivener to work on the book, 18,000 words in. Uh, no other tools to keep me accountable, though. I probably should. Uh, well, interesting that he, he cites Scrivener last Saturday. I spent time on the phone with my dad, Dan Miller, author of 48 days, the work you love, and he's working on a new book and talked. just happened to talk about Scrivener. So that's, I've, I've heard about it before, but I didn't know the details. He kind of explained that to me. Is that one you like, Michelle?
1: You know, I haven't actually used that. So, but, but my, my theory on that is whatever's going to be the easiest, best, fastest way for you to get that book out of your head onto paper, then do it. Okay. Um, and there are so many different technologies and, you know, I, I personally am more of a, I like to mind map things and I like to get them on a whiteboard and then I like to record myself talking. And so for me that, that, you know, that, that helps to create a manuscript very quickly. Scribner sounds like there's, it's in that family of, of things that it does. So okay. whatever works.
0: Well, and, and to what he said, he doesn't have any other tools to keep him accountable though. I probably should. Uh, you know, as far as tools, I, I'm sure that there are some uh, specific ones as far as tech or, or whatever, like Scrivener is to writing. But, uh, you know, when I read that and thought about myself, you know, having, I'm, I'm a deadline guy, meaning I've got to have a deadline and, you know, with some of the things I'm doing in a business right now, you know, when you start there's nobody's, you're not accountable to anybody until you actually start. So, but I have a partner, we have people that we've, you know, we've hired for this thing and it's really with him and with some of our vendors that we've made deadlines. And all of a sudden, like right now I'm scrambling I wish the deadline wasn't there at the moment with other things going on, but I'm sure that is the, the primary tool though, is me just setting a date, making a commitment. So there is a consequence without that. I just admittedly struggle. So I, I, I'm not the, uh, I don't know. I, I get, I get kudos for being disciplined, but that doesn't sound very disciplined. <laughs>
1: Well, I think we're all driven by deadlines. I know I am as well. And it's kind of like that back when we were in school, you know, it was the night before the test. You're always starting to cram and, and, but, but somehow you make you get through it. And, you know, I, again, it's whatever works. And if a deadline is what works for you, then set a, a, a deadline that makes sense. I think I shared this on another podcast that I set the deadline as my birthday, for my book launch, my, my first book. And that way it was tied to something special to me and it was a special birthday and I wanted to have my book launched on that day. So I had a very specific deadline and that motivated me because I wasn't going to miss it. It wouldn't feel the same if it was the day after my birthday.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, that that's really, yeah. Again, I, I just, I've got to do that for myself. Uh, maybe some other people don't, but you know, having something set where, there's a consequence if you don't, don't do it. I think that's one of the biggest problems we have with our goals, especially the ones that are more altruistic for our best benefit. They're often the things that you don't have to do. You do have to go to work. You do have to pay the mortgage. You do have to change the diaper. Uh, you don't have to go better yourself. So there's not a consequence if you don't do that. And that's what's... Uh, that's what's difficult, though, on that, folks, if you go look, I don't know, remember the show number, 340, 350, something like that, maybe with Joshua Spodek. He's a professor, uh, astrophysicist. And he talked about his SIDCHA plan, self-imposed, daily, challenging, healthy activity, and the value and benefit it was to our psyche, to our brains, to our mental training, to do the things that we literally don't have to do, that those benefit us better than just reacting to the ones we do. It's really uh, interesting concept. So if you didn't hear that show, I'd uh, encourage you to go go listen to that. Um, Joe also shared, though, and I wanted to, to share this with you, Michelle, he says, the obstacle, the biggest obstacle for him right now in this endeavor is just fear, fear mm. that no one will read it. I was kind of fishing for, you know, what's the obstacle to, to, to making the thing actually come to pass. And he didn't cite that. He says, it's really just the fear that it won't be good enough. Uh, oh, gosh! yeah,
1: goodness. Can I relate? And I think most authors can,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I again, I'm, I'm keep citing this mysterious business that I'm working on right now that'll soon be made public. But it has it has more going for it, more probability of anything I have remotely ever been involved with in my entire life. I don't know how it can't succeed, and yet. I have that fear too. It, it, it'll, it'll just pop in there once in a while and I'll have to go look at the realities, talk to my partner and go, there's no place for it, but it just, we're human and it pops in there. And I think realizing that uh, I've got good people in my life who can point to me to, who can talk to me in that and say, Kevin, there's there, that's totally unfounded. That's just, you know, your errant fallen psyche. Uh, and, and we need those people, but, uh, we're, we are human.
1: Well, and fear is the opposite of faith. And faith comes when we have a belief that something is going to, to happen a certain way. And so for, for what I would say for Joe and anyone listening is especially if you're writing a book, is you know, th- that belief has to start with you believing that what you have, what you're saying in the book will make a difference, that mm-hmm. it will change someone's life, that it will impact them, whether it be inspire them, whether it be lead them to become better leaders, but when you believe it with everything inside of you then other people will believe you. I have a quote that I say all the time, and that's people will believe in you to the exact degree that you believe in yourself. And think about that, because if you don't believe in yourself and if you don't believe you have something that people can benefit from, then nobody's going to, you know, people will agree with you. <laughs> but if you believe that you have something to say, that you are, have a passion to do it, then other people will will be inspired by you. They'll believe what you say. And I'm telling you, even ha- once you have a book, it changes people's perspective of you. And so you have to have that confidence more than ever. So start working on beliefs will
0: change that. That is such a daunting, uh, statement and reality that people won't believe in me more than I believe in myself. I mean, it just, it really changes the paradigm. And I think flip-flops some of our, especially those who want to be the super givers of the world and don't take care of themselves and don't, don't build themselves up. Don't fill themselves up. And it just, but, but when you make that statement and it just puts our feet to the fire, we have got to feed ourselves. Um,
1: It starts with
0: us. Starts with us. It starts with us. Well, hey, I want to take just a moment and thank a couple great sponsors that helped bring this show to us today. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out use promo code Kevin airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin all right Michelle well Greg next says he's working toward re- he says working toward relaunching my blog and podcast using convert kit uh, would appreciate input on content calendar tips to keep better organized and propelling forward. I'm using the 12 week year approach to keep up uh my goals and progress. I am not aware of Convert Kit. Have you ever heard of that, Michelle? I'm not either. I don't know if it has to do with blogging or podcasting, but as far as you know, appreciating input input on uh content calendar, if you're just talking about your your blogs and your podcasts. Greg, I'll tell you, here's, this is really simplistic. Okay. I'm going to be really elementary. What's the best way if you're looking at content for blogs and podcasts and style is look in the genre, use iTunes and use, you know, for blogging, you can go uh, find those, those places, but look at the people who are in a similar arena. It doesn't mean it's the same product or service or even topic, but if it's a service, you know, look at people doing a service and uh, if it's personal development, look at those folks And model. There's just nothing. Yeah. You mentioned a minute ago, Michelle, reinventing the wheel. And uh, so I would say model, 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 look at what's working. And in these arenas, blogging and podcasting, best business practices is key. I am the first to want to be a renegade and go, well, everybody's doing it that way. I'm going to do it different. You can have different content. You can have a different format, but in regards to the mechanics and the operations of a blog and a podcast, you want to look like all the other ones do, or function in a sense as the other ones do, because people are so inundated that they see something too weird, they're more likely to pass on it. So, does that make sense, Michelle? When I'm talking about you know, the, yeah, the mechanics now, not. Uh, the, the mechanics need to be similar, but, uh, you know, like with a podcast, you need to have a quick intro. You need to get into your topic quickly. You some things that I violated very poorly in the past. Cause I wasn't a good student of my craft here. Uh, those are some of the things Now, my content I can, I can be unique with, uh, obviously, but I mean, again, we're using books. I mean, that's how, how has the format of success changed in the past 50 years?
1: Exactly the same and and if you think of any structure of any business right or company, you have sales, you have operations, you have marketing, so think of it as the skeleton and or the the outline the the, the blueprint, but all the individual unique pieces you bring to the table is is how you customize it to you, but you okay. got that absolutely right with the mechanics are, yeah. are the same,
0: yeah, so go model. I will give one caveat well i 'll give the exact example. This was back when I started podcasting in Oh, I don't know. It was a while ago. He was back. If anybody knows Gary, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, most people know his name. It was when he was at the height of his wine library videos. And at that time, I had seen very few other people who had the amount of engagement this guy had. So he's on video. He's basically doing a podcast, but he's doing it on video. And his engagement was just just off, off, the, off the scale. So I looked at that and thought, well, heck, I'm going to do that because he's doing that. Well, he's doing wine. Okay. So he's showcasing. Here's the bottle. Here's what it looks like. He's got a guest with them. They're spitting into the you know little spittoon thing and they're doing all this. And my show, I was just talking kind of like this. There's nothing to show. And so doing a video, I modeled that very poorly. Well, poorly in the fact of it just was the wrong medium for what I was doing. There was nothing visual uh, at all. So model, but then also be, you know, again, look at what your product is, your service, and even wh- who you are personally. Now, I don't think that I am uh, terribly non entertaining. I'm not him. That guy is just an entertaining. <laughs> okay. person. I'm not that I'm not an entertainer. Uh, so again, you know, model, but then uh, you got to have some discernment model, look at a bunch of things and find what fits you. And again, I'm sure that's what you would say from a book writing aspect as well.
1: Right. And what I always say is, is see what everyone else is doing and model it, but then try to find a way to innovate it in just a little bit. Because if everybody's going this way, that's when you probably want to look a little bit that way. And, but, but taking the basis of it and then just adding to it and innovating.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, Jamie here says he's launching an amazing podcast with a part, a couple of partners and uh, he's using twelve-week year tactics to accomplish all that is needed to start. Well, you can, folks, you can tell that this is can't candid because uh, the second time I've read that thing. Uh, the guy Greg before that said twelve-week year. I, I don't know that. Do you know that that is Michelle? Is that some tactic we haven't heard? Of? We're behind. We're behind the times apparently. <laughs> <A> Twelve <laughs> kind of week... like the
1: four-hour work week, but a twelve-week year. <laughs> well,
0: there you go. So, folks, that's for you. We have two people who are Ziggler listeners who are citing this 12-week year tactic. So go type it in, see what it is. Apparently, folks are digging it. And if it's giving them help, I'm going to go check it out after this show as well. For Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, Sutton says he's going to walk the Appalachian Trail in 2019. I need to save money, lose weight, and no tools used other than hard work. Uh, 80 hours this week, he said. Fueled by a strong desire. Okay, the Appalachian Trail, for those of you who don't know, I i think it's something in the neighborhood of like 3,500 miles. Does that sound? Uh, it's goes, a
1: lot. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long,
0: <laughs> long way through the Smokies. I have been on the Appalachian Trail pieces of it a, a million times uh, around Gatlinburg area and and uh, that, that area of Tennessee. But uh, goodness gracious. So that is a, that's again, that's another BHAG. That's a big goal. Yeah, that's something that if you've got a time, stated, you know, that's the one where I love, and I've told stories before. People will, will plan something like that, you know, buy the plane ticket, reserve the stuff, so that you've got skin in the game. there's uh, it's great in holding accountable. Though I love this that he's obviously very public with what he's doing here, so he's going to have people who are supporting him, encouraging him, and the uh, pressure—I'll say a good pressure—to come through is is big. I don't know if there's anything better for a goal.
1: Well, one thing he said that I love is that he has the the, the desire. So he's going to have to work hard, you know, but then also have that desire because, you know, we we all have the opportunity to go walk that trail or, or to go climb Mount Everest, but if you don't have that desire, you're not as likely to accomplish that goal. So the fact that he sounds like he's passionate about doing it and he's willing to do the work is, is going to make the likelihood of him reaching that goal much, much, much higher than if I personally set that goal, I likely wouldn't accomplish it because I don't have that desire. <laughs> I have a lot of desires, but that's not one of them. And so, so he hit the nail on the head that that desire component has to be there for a goal to be successful.
0: Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I've got one more to go here for us, but I'm going to share one of my own that happened last night. And I actually forgot about it till right now. Uh, I had a, I have a little, little uh, son. He is Let's see. He's seven years old. We went to the ninja competition, uh, like the American Ninja Warrior competition. This last Sunday, uh, he won one of the, one of the competitions in it, flat out won it by a landslide, wow. really impressive. And I want to support him in that. So I was talking with two of my older kids last night in the living room late and i went online and found uh the spartan races apparently it's a tri- if you do a trifecta if you do 3 of them in a certain amount of time it's i don't know something special so i went we found we found two of them we're in colorado so two of them are real close to us one's about uh, i don't know a 5 hour drive from us I got the details together of it and I put it out to everyone in my family who I knew and, and my partner and his family who I knew would be interested. And I just said, I'm making plans. If you don't want to do this, let me know. Otherwise I'm making plans for us. There's like 15 of us. We're going to rent the Airbnb. We're going to make it happen. And, uh, I I put it just, just like this guy, I put it out there. And so now I got to come through and make the steps happen.
1: That sounds incredible. Go. Oh my goodness. He'll be so excited. It's
0: not the Appalachian trail, but you know, it's a little physical. So,
1: Well, but it's, it's your piece of it, right? Your, <laughs> well, I'm,
0: what works I have a desire to do it and a desire to support, support the little guy. So, uh, well, Steve here says, now I'm going to share this one. This is a guy I know, Steve Rosen. He is a personal trainer down in Arizona, And I'm going to share it because he was a long ago client of mine who has done so well. Uh, So he's got a big group, primarily women that he trains down there and does boot camps and they just love him. And he has gone through an injury uh, not too long ago, a physical injury and some things that led into just some, some mental things. So he goes through, he's very public with his own journey, which he, I think is why people flock to him. Certain people flock to him because he is so open that he's on the, he's on the journey. He's on the path trying to better himself just like everyone else is. And so he's very authentic in this. And so he sh- he shares his goal right now is minimizing, removing from myself, things that don't serve others or myself, things like jealousy, resentment, ego, and judgment, becoming more by letting go. And I asked him on, on Facebook, I said, what's your greatest challenge in this endeavor, Steve? And he says, Kevin, it's unlearning old thinking patterns, If that's not one of the primary reasons Zig Ziglar existed, I don't know what is Uh, Mm -hmm. unlearning old thinking patterns. I, that just spoke to me because I, in my, even my Ziglar upbringing, it was very, I know we're supposed to be forward thinking. We're looking at where we are now and where we want to go. And that's where my focus is. And I missed the aspect of going back and dealing with anything that may be handicapping me and, and anchoring me to bad patterns, bad habits. And it's been in, in later life that I've come to that now. And I just thought that was so profound that Steve's putting that. So, that the way to make progress in this journey he's on towards the, th- the place he wants to be, to make forward progress, is to unlearn old thinking patterns. I, it feels like square one that, again, I think we, me included, generally miss that piece of it.
1: Mm. Well, I love what he said about what he wants to accomplish. It's really just intentional living. It Mm -hmm. sounds like intending to live and act and behave and, 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 you know, think a certain way. And, and what's beautiful about that is we all can do that. We all have the ability to intentionally change what we don't like about our lives and, and the way we respond to situations. But but going back to changing those old thought patterns is huge. And it's it's everything. It's what we were talking about before about beliefs. And, and a lot of times the beliefs you hold about yourself, about work, about money, about relationships, it's all because of those thoughts that have been so just – pounded into your head from an early age and it doesn't mean that because you believe them that they're true it just means they're thoughts and so going back and reprogramming I I, I say it whenever I speak that you know our minds are so much like computers and you know the input we put in is the output we're going to get but the beauty is is we can reprogram we can reboot we can put on a whole new software to get a different result but it does start with having to go back
0: yeah, that is excellent. Unlearning old thinking, and, and to what you said, I uh, had a, a friend who his tagline on email was "Don't believe everything you think," and sounds <laughs> kind of sounds kind of trite, but it's so powerful. Well, there you go. So, so I think for Steve Rosen, there, unlearning old thinking, it may be the title of this show right here. Michelle, thank you so much. Always a blast to sit with you and to talk through the things that matter in life. Well, friends, I hope you got value out of that. I got some inspiration for sure. And just thanks for everybody sharing their goals. If you want to share in some of these questions for the show, you can find me on Facebook, agentkmiller.com. Well, coming up in 519, we have Carrie Wilkerson. Carrie actually... Uh, came up here to the high mountains of Colorado. We had lunch together, recorded right here in the studio together. It was incredible. She is one of the most powerful personalities on helping us take action in our lives. You know, the desires we have, the goals we want to achieve, but how do we actually get ourselves to do that? And she has her own flavor of approaching that. And with massive success, she's a very, very well-known and desired speaker, presenter, and author. So you will get a ton out of that show. Folks, thank you as always for being here as we walk together, inspiring our true performance.